Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, here we are, day five for me of the seven-day challenge. You can follow along on Instagram. Uh, today was day five, so I have two days left uh, for the seven-day running challenge. I, I want to. I really was going to do a thirty-day challenge, but I figured I would break it up into weeks and do something. Uh, uh, different every week. So if you have any recommendations, a challenge that I can do, doesn't have to be physical, but something it can't. I mean, I have a wife and I have a kid and I have a full time job and I do podcasts and and uh, there's a lot of other things that go on in the Yusta household here. But if you have any recommendations, something that you did that stretched you, I'd like to hear. I was thinking, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was going to maybe go to the gym seven days in a row, but I really don't like the sound of that. So I'm open to new ideas. Um, but I want to talk to you today. There was a, a, a question growing up for me, wanting to serve the Lord, wanting to, well, serving the Lord, but wanting to serve the Lord well, wanting to, uh, having a heart that was invested in the kingdom of God, having made decisions to consecrate my life to the Lord, and just from a young age saying, Lord, I love you and your kingdom matters to me, and growing in those things. One of the things that ends up happening is... It's similar to what happened when I was in sales is there's this question that you end up asking yourself of, am I doing this right? And um, especially when you're trying to make improvements. And I think in natural things, this is normal. Like if you're going to learn golf, you have to then look at your stance. You have to look at your swing. You have to like self-inspect, right? And you have to see, am I doing this properly? Do I have the right form? If you're bench pressing, right? Do I have the right form? If you're running, I often while I'm running, I look at my posture. I uh, they say you should be able to run, and your hands should be so relaxed that you can hold a potato chip while you run. Uh, your your legs, your feet, you want to land on the back of your heel. I played a lot of basketball when I was younger, so I'm used to standing on the front of my feet, on my uh, heel, um, uh, on the the pad of my feet. Um, and that's how basketball people stand. But runners, you're not supposed to run on the front of your feet. You're supposed to land and like get a full stride and you kick off on the front, right? You land on the back. And so I'm like working on these things as I go. Uh, so that's part of doing something is asking, am I doing this right? But that can end up being kind of an interesting thing when you're a Christian because you want to do things right. And so you hear, you listen to this podcast and you hear me say, Hey, read the Bible every day. Uh, pray every day, uh, spend time with the Lord, um, uh, cut out sin. You know, there's instruction and the Bible is called a book of instruction, right? So there's things that we do, but it can oftentimes make it that we become very self-focused where uh, I believe the Bible gives that instruction so it's clear. So they can't be wrong doctrine. That stuff is there. If you look at every epistle, um, there's always doctrine first, generally, and then there's a call to action and a call to holy living. So if you read, there's uh, Romans, uh, in the book of Romans, therefore, brethren, uh, in light of all these things, or that's Peter, how much more earnest heed should we give to the life that we live, to living a holy life, right? Therefore, consecrate yourself, Romans, the book of Romans, uh, your bodies afresh, a living sacrifice, right? And so the Bible goes into these things on, hey, this is what we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to the return of Christ. So here's how you ought to live. But you get, you can get stuck in this place of, um, am I doing this right? And it's, it's life was never meant to be self-focused. Uh, that's not what love is. Love is not self-focused. And there's a book that I... Um, that I purchased, it's around here somewhere, 
But the title really impacted me, and it was called The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. And I, I thought about the life of Jesus, and I thought, man, if, if anybody was unselfishly focused, it was Jesus. He didn't talk, I mean, he spoke about himself, but he spoke the words of the Holy Ghost. But for him, it was about spending time with his father in communion and prayer, and it was about reaching people. He knew his mission. He was mission-minded, and then he had a relationship with the father. He would go up for hours, and he would pray. So um, I figured out what, instead of looking at yourself, because it's easy to just say, focus on the Lord, but sometimes if I say focus on the Lord, you could stop and be like, well, am I focusing on the Lord enough? And then you start getting these weird questions. I have people ask, well, when you're talking about confessing the word, how many times a day do I need to confess the word to have my breakthrough? And it's like questions that there's no real formula to this, right? There are some things where the Bible gives specific instruction, like getting rid of stress. There's specific instruction on getting rid of stress. Uh, one of the specific instructions is to uh, have deaf, to pray. Supplication is earnest, heartfelt prayer, and then with thanksgiving. So it's part of the specific instruction um, to be anxious for nothing in Philippians is to have thanksgiving, that you pray and you have a request, and then you give thanks that you already have the answer. And that's a specific instruction. But for a lot of these things, there's no specific instructions. But this is where on the inside, and here I'm going to give you uh, what really helped me, is um, if you see here, I'm going to turn to John 16, verse 13. But it says, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Many people look into the future and they're trying to like plan for the future. And there's things that you can do. Hebrews 13, 7 says, uh, follow, uh, remember them that which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. 1 Corinthians 12 says, be followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. So God puts people in your life that you can emulate, that you can say, hey, I'm following him. Now, you don't need to try and impersonate them, but you follow their faith. You look and you say, hey, this is a person who's running well and is ending well. Generally, an older man in Christ, right? A, a seasoned person in Christ, someone who's, who's, uh, whose life has proven the test of time. And so you can look and say, this person is running well, and I can follow their faith. Hey, I can see how aggressive they are. I can see they spend time in the Word, and I can begin to emulate them, not compare myself to them, but to begin to imitate the things that they do. Follow their faith. It doesn't mean you try to act like them, and you, and you lose your personality because you're trying to impersonate them, but you imitate their actions. The Holy Spirit, God has made you who you are. He likes you. You have your personality, and he uses your personality. You don't need someone else's personality. You have your personality. You know, your personality actually changes because there's a limit to this. If your personality is, if what you say is your personality is actually against the word of God, then allow the Lord to change you. There are people who say, oh, I'm just a very timid person. I just, I could never see myself going up and talking to a stranger about Jesus. That's just not my personality. That's, that's you saying that the Bible says I'm, I'm the righteous or bold as a lion, but I disagree. Even though I'm righteous, I'm not going to be bold because of my personality. That's your, letting your personality override the Bible. So I'm not talking about that, but there's things in who we are where 
I've looked at men of God before and felt like I have to carry myself like them. I have to act like them. I have to talk like them. I have to sound like them. I have to almost pretend channel, channel my inner them, right? When I'm doing this, and that's not God how, how God created us. He's created you to be you, but to follow their faith. And so what the instead of asking, am I doing this right? When you're when you're doing what God has called you to do, when it's reading the word, there's some daily disciplines that God calls us to. Reading the word, spending time in the word. We know the basics, right? Uh, spending time in prayer, going to church, being around the right people, not listening to garbage music, you know, not not living a life of sin. There's things that we know, but when we're doing those things and we're living for the Lord, the question that we ask ourselves, rather than being, "Am I doing this right?" is, "Am I committed to follow the Holy Ghost?" You know, in the book of John, Jesus said, they're going to take you, they're going to drag you before priests and the magistrates, and they're going to hate you because of me, and they're going to persecute you. And what did he say? He said, don't think in advance about what you're going to say, because the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say when you need them. And that's really what life is about as a Christian. There's no better preparation for the future than doing what God has put in front of you, but a commitment that you're going to follow the Holy Ghost. Because the truth is, we don't know what the future holds. In 10 years from now, I don't know what where I'm going to be. I know I'll be preaching, but I don't know where I'll be. The Holy Spirit knows the future. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows whether God wants me in Russia or he wants me in the Caribbean. He knows where God wants me at that time. And so for me, the best preparation and the best decision is I'm committed to follow the Holy Ghost. And it takes the pressure off of me because I can be me, fully me, I'm, I serve the Lord with my whole heart. I'm not trying to be somebody else. I'm not wondering. I'm not so focused on myself. Am I, am I doing this right? I put my eyes on the relationship with the Lord. And then it becomes that hearing his voice becomes the most important thing. I remember talking to a pastor of mine and he said, you can't miss the voice of the Lord. You love the Lord too much. I was looking for advice on a relationship and he said, you love the Lord too much. You won't miss his voice. But that's when that scripture my sheep know my voice and a voice of a stranger they won't follow, uh, really became alive to me because I said, Lord, I can't, I can't miss it. You have to show me. But the Lord wants you to hear his voice more than you want to hear his voice. And so for us, if you've decided for yourself, no matter what comes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a person who stands up for the truth. I'm going to be a person who, who will do what God says to do. I'm not shrinking back. I'm not indecided and I'm not double-minded. I'm not serving God one day and, and going into the world the next. I will serve God. If you're committed to follow the Holy Ghost, as simple as that sounds, that's the best preparation. Smith Wigglesworth talked about this and he says, yielding is the key. He said, you can pray and study and do all these things for years and go to church. But if you don't yield to the Holy Spirit when he tells you to do something, there won't be the growth that God wants you to have. The, the key is yielding to the Holy Spirit, not about a formula, not about a certain way of doing things, but about yielding to the Holy Ghost. But then we know the Bible says, if you meditate in the word day and night. So people say, well, I want to hear the voice of the Lord, but they don't spend time in the Bible. That's the crazy thing to me. People are so focused on like, 
Oh, the Lord's people say it like, I mean, oh, the Lord spoke to me today. He spoke to me today. And man, I don't know if there's something wrong with me where (laughs) I don't feel like the Lord's got these crazy revelations for me every day. I'm not hearing the voice of the Lord every day. (laughs) Like he shows me which way to go. He'll put people in my path. And I just know there's like an inner leading. Hey, I need to talk to this person. I'll say something over here. I'll pray a certain prayer, but I'm not getting this. You know, this is God almighty speaking to me every single day. The Lord leads me, and then I just do my thing. I just do what I know I'm supposed to do. Most of my life is me just filled filled with just me doing what I know that I'm supposed to do. People are looking for, well, the Lord spoke to me today, and he told me that 2020 was going to be the year of this, and really then later on in the day, he spoke to me about the, and they've got these whole things, like they're having hour-long conversations with the Lord. And maybe I'm just, I'm just missing it somewhere and I'm supposed to be doing the same thing and I'm not, you know, who knows? But for me, I just do what's put in front of me. God has given me work to do. I wake up, I do what I'm supposed to do. This week it's been running. It's uh, This week it's been teaching in the Bible school. It's been studying. It's been doing podcasts. It's been a little bit, it's been taking care of my son and I spend time in the word and there's no voice coming from heaven. There's no amazing revelation. There's, I read the word and I enjoy the word and I try to stay fill, filled with the anointing and I, and I have joy and I just do what I know to do. But then my heart is ready that if the Lord says, all right, Ryan, I want you to fast today, that I'll say, yes, Lord, I'm willing to give up food. If the Lord tomorrow said fast seven days, the answer would be yes, Lord. If he said, do this, it's yes, Lord. If he says, do this, speak to that person, it's yes, Lord. And so it's a life of yielding. And that takes the pressure off you. It takes the pressure off me. You don't have to try to be like me. You don't have to try to be like somebody else. You get to be you. You get to love Jesus with all your heart. You get to serve the Lord. And then you, in your heart, position yourself just to say, Lord, whenever you speak, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. If you, if you need anyone to do anything, if you, say, if you say, hey, I need to get $500 to that person, and you speak to me, Lord, I'm going to say yes. Because I know every time you call me to give a seed, you've got a harvest already in mind for me. And I want, I want reward in heaven as well. And so it's a decision when the Lord speaks the answer is yes. And that takes off the pressure. And you just get to rejoice, have fun, enjoy the relationship with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, speak, use me in any way you can. Use me, prepare me, teach me. You're my teacher. Teach me. The Bible actually says that he's our guide, that he shows us the way. Shows us the way. And so that's that. in any time where you don't know the way, you can say to the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, I, I don't know the way. I need you to show me the way. You're my guide. That's what guide means. It means someone who shows you the way, who walks you through the paths of life. Man, it's really unfair who the Holy Spirit is in our life. He's our guide. Think about that. The Bible says he'll guide us with, the, in the Old Testament, it says, it's talking about um, God, but it says he'll guide us with his counsel and afterwards receive us to glory. That the Holy Spirit has a roadmap mapped out for you to live in abundance, to live in joy, to live and fulfill your call, and then make it to heaven all the way walking into streets of glory. That's the Holy Spirit's job. So you really have to resist him to end up outside of the will of God. You would really have to resist him. You'd have to harden your heart. You'd have to get into sin. But I believe we got people here who have decided, 
Holy Spirit, I'm going to follow you. Cultivate, cultivate that relationship today. Begin to speak to him. Look up scriptures on the Holy Spirit. Look through the New Testament, scriptures on who the Holy Spirit is. He's, there, he's your guide. And as you read them, thank him. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being my guide, being my teacher. One last scripture, John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I've said, I have said to you. When you, you're in a situation where you need help and, and you remember a scripture, make no mistake, that's not you remembering a scripture. That's the Holy Spirit reminding you of a scripture. Holy Spirit, thank you for your help. Thank you for how you've helped me. Thank you even how you helped me with this podcast. Thank you for every single person that you're going to help today. Lord, be about them as a wall of fire. Let no harm, let no evil come near them. In the name of Jesus, supernatural direction. Lord, if anyone is living in confusion, even right now, that confusion is broken. I break its power now. In the name of Jesus, the light of the gospel shines in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.